This IndyCar Iowa Speedway weekend recap edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Get ready for speed. You just wait, Sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. See, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. It is, of course, the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. I feel like I don't know what it is. I can't speak right now. Uh, you say you say Iowa Speedway weekend recap three five times fast. Say it once fast, and I, then you screw. I thought you said it. I thought you said it's great when you said it, Rod. Oh my god, wouldn't change anything. And then of course I don't hit the fade out button on the intro music, so it's just like a cold stop. It's like, I mean, are we even here today? I just I don't I know mean, what. We're only two hundred and sixty episodes into motorsports podcasts, so. You'll get the hang of it eventually. Don't worry. I hope so because <laughs> I feel like a rookie at this point. Like I got, I should have the yellow. You're the pro. You're the pro of all pros. Everybody knows that. Whatever. I feel like I should have the rookie stripe on the back of my microphone. <laughs> that's that's what this feels like. But uh, it is, of course, the F1 Gambling Podcast. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Via Gomez. Of course, today this show is not necessarily dedicated to. F1. Today, it's the IndyCar Gambling Podcast and the SRX Gambling Podcast. I'm telling so you. How many other gambling podcasts can we create, Rod? I love it. I just want to know how many different motorsports these guys will let us cover by the time it's all said and done. I mean, <laughs> we're just going to keep asking until they say no, and we'll probably still ask at that point. <laughs> honestly, I'm I'm surprised they keep saying yes to us at this point. It's uh, yeah, like that's true. It's like, hey, hey, uh, <laughs> Sean, to, Ryan. Uh, trying to trying to uh, workshop the uh, Australian supercars odds. There's uh, potentially some. We've had some people find odds on Bet Three Sixty Five. I don't know if that's a Canadian thing because it's our buddy, the JDK. So uh, might not be available in the States here. But if we do find those odds and they're available in the States, I can promise you there will be picks made. <laughs> There's motocross, right? There's yeah. all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Gran Turismo. Is that still a game? Is that still a thing? I don't know. I, well, there's I mean, a movie. There's a huge movie coming out yeah. about it. So sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes, of course, Cody, like Cody said, we're going to be breaking down the uh, indie, the indie race that happened in Iowa on that short track, which is Cody. Yeah, you were there, my friend. How was that? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I had a blast. So much fun. Like we talked about last week, the fastest short track on the planet with those cars on it. That is no joke. My goodness, Rod. They were just flying around that place. Absolutely insane. The speeds, how quickly they complete a lap, how just it's just the sheer speed going into the corners, watching race on an oval, obviously. IndyCar does, you know, a handful of ovals, but uh, but we don't see that a ton. It's it's more the street courses and, and road courses for them most of the time. So, so much fun to see. Joseph Newgarden uh, continues to prove he's the king of the corn, right? 
only the third driver in IndyCar history to win five ovals in a row. He's won all four this season. Obviously won one at the end of last season as well. Uh, you maybe never have heard of these guys before, but the other two guys on that list, A.J. Foyt and Al Unser, I think they both might have uh, done a thing or two throughout their motorsports careers. So uh, pretty solid list for Newgarden to be on. And it works out perfectly because we're talking about Newgarden here in the recap. He's also going to be racing the SRX. Quite a few IndyCar drivers. Elio's going to be in that one. Paul Tracy, of course, runs that uh, series full-time. So we're breaking them down in a little bit here uh, in the SRX portion as well. But what a weekend, Rod. So much fun. Uh, man, that track is a lot of fun. I'd been there as a kid, but I had not been there again in my adult life. Um, but it's, man, great facility. Um, and yeah, put on, put on great racing throughout the weekend. I mean, obviously new garden won both of them. So you could look at that and be like, yeah, but he had to work for it. He didn't start up front on either race, worked his way up to the front very methodically. There was good racing. Um, and they're just, the track is so small. I think they were catching the back of the field within six to eight laps. I mean, they were already starting to put guys lap down. So the entire time the, you know, the cars were strung out throughout the entire track. So obviously I didn't see the TV coverage because I was there watching in person, but for me, there was just battles all across the track, whether it was watching the leaders work the lap cars, watching the leaders battle. You could go back and watch the battle for fifth or 10th. I mean, again, going to races in person is always, you're not always as in the loop, right? I had the radio broadcast in my ear, but the cars are so fast there. The radio broadcast is like three or four laps behind. So I could still kind of hear the storylines of what was going on, right? But, but for the most part, uh, just watching it unfold in front of your eyes nothing quite like being at the track in person and uh man it was it was a great time and a lot of fun five cars on the lead lap that was it by the end of the race so uh, for yep. the first one anyways but yeah it, i was intense and i i i had never seen it like that i mean obviously this is my first season actually following indycar with any sort of regularity and and really only my fifth i guess race of actually paying attention past just oh look right. indycar's on so yeah to see them just ah, zoom around that track. I got to tell you, I was jealous of you too because that's an in, that's a, a quaint little track, anyways. And yeah. the cars going that fast and being that much action. I mean, on like I said, when I go to Sonoma, it's fun, but it's you a can road only see race. parts of the race. Yeah, yeah. but on yeah, that, that's the great you thing. The thing. Again, I mean, yeah, even your mile and a half are like that too. But even more so on a track like this, it's so condensed. You can pretty well see most of the track. I watched. I tried to mix it up. I watched some of the races from the infield. Of course, I had the the media credentials and stuff and, and access to the media center. So I was in and out of there and watching from parts of the infield behind pit road and stuff. I, I'd found a spot over in turn one that you got a real good angle and you could just watch the cars zipping by. That was a lot of fun. And then I'd go up in the stands and watch from up there too, where you could see obviously all the action and the whole track. So man, yeah, it was uh, was a blast. Like I said, completely jealous, but we'll have to make it happen on our own at some point and uh, and get out together and watch one of those IndyCar races. Uh, and maybe when we do it, we'll put it in as an extra episode. Maybe we'll stream live from the track as part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon page. You could do your war. You could do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon. You're going to get tons of exclusive content and merch with contests as well, just for our patrons. Plus, a monthly SGP Stories podcast and an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. And if you know Ryan and Sean, 
I'm sure their uncensored episodes are going to be something to turn in for. Uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support the SGPN. You want to find out how to make that happen, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Part of that will be the after hours with Rod and Cody. Uh, we'll talk NASCAR F1 after hours and have some fun with that. That'd be, I think that'd be a blast. There you go. Sounds good. So, uh, all right, Cody. Well, we, like you said, we did cover at least the first one. I know you gave out some bonus bets the next day, but we did cover the first, the high V, uh, race over there, the high V 250 in Iowa. Uh, so let's, let's start going over the bets. Cause we cashed quite a few of these bad boys. Yeah, we did. Uh, started off for me. Joseph Newgarden, top three, minus 130. Again, this was the lock of all locks, basically. Uh, we had talked about it. The king of the corn, right? Just so freaking good at this track. Um, looked for a little bit, like maybe Will Power. He started on the pole. I think he led the first 100-plus laps. Looked really good. Um, he led, ended up leading 119. So, yeah. and then, uh, But obviously, Newgarden ran him down. Power ended up kind of getting in the wall there and and lost a little, but once Newgarden ran him down, was no stopping him. He led the last 129, wins the race, which obviously means he cashes the top three. This has become one of my new favorite ways to bet on racing is take the guy that you think is going to win, and if you can get his top three or top five odds at a good price, like a minus 130, you still take him to win, obviously, and we'll get to that because we did that as well, but you just get such a cushion there for just in case somebody edges him out, just in case Will Power holds on and, and ends up beating him or something like that. Um, and so I think that I'm going to continue to hammer that as a way to get it for for that coverage when you don't hit the outright as well. But obviously this hit in both directions, minus 130, slightly juiced up, but for as good as he is on this track, not nearly juiced up enough. And uh, a nice, easy, no sweat. I was sweating because it was hot as fuck there. But uh, no sweat on the bet part of it. Uh, so yeah, New Garden top three, minus one thirty, easy hit there. And really, again, that is such a ridiculous price for a guy that has won all those races. There has won all those ovals. The books they were sleeping on that one. So glad you pounced. They were also sleeping on Padua Ward as a top three car. He was at plus one hundred. Guess what position Padua Ward finished in? Third. He started in fifth in this, and, uh, you know, for Padua Ward's sake, he actually didn't necessarily look like uh, it was going to be a top three run for him. There was several points in there where it was it was touch and go, and you thought, oh, man. But by the end of the race, he had enough pace to be able to kind of hang with it and and make up the, the – he passed Will Power, passed Marcus Erickson there toward the end, and, uh, and solidified his place in third. So, I mean, he didn't finish that way in the second race, so glad we took him in the first race to finish third. But, you know, Padua Ward, you're getting even money. You were doubling up on your bet for third place, and he had a good, strong run there toward the end and very happy with the fact that he was able to to make that top three finish because, I mean, starting from fifth in that was was, you know, promising. But he didn't necessarily keep that same sort of uh, oomph. Yeah. He was in the top ten, but he was never really jockeying for a top three there until the end. So thankfully they found it. They made whatever changes they needed to make. The pit stop strategy worked out for him too. So, uh, yep, Pato Award, top three plus 100. Yeah, and we really thought that, man, we thought it would be more of the New Garden and Pato show, right? And we kind of thought those two guys would set themselves above everyone else. And really that wasn't the case. It was almost more of, of the New Garden Power or New Garden McLaughlin show. 
I know Power kind of slipped both days after just struggling after he had so many laps led. But um, but yeah, obviously great hit by you. Our first two bets right out of the gate hit two guys on the podium, a minus one thirty and, and even money at plus one hundred. Good way to start the card. Um, I had Marcus Erickson over Colton Herta plus one hundred. This was definitely a no sweat bet. Herta, um, the strategy was interesting. <laughs> I don't really know what they were doing. They pitted way, way early in that race. Uh, then he had some mistakes on, or they had it some type of issue on pit road. I can't recall what the issue was, but put him multiple laps down, basically took him out of the race early. Erickson ends up with a good solid finish in fourth place. So uh, he likely would have hit this even if Herta didn't have the problems. But for him to, to easily clear this one, nice, easy head-to-head -head hit was a, was a nice way to start as well. And they went in opposite directions, too, because Colton Herta started in sixth place in that and dropped down the grid. Like you said, a lot of pit yeah. calls, a lot of weird stuff going on. Erickson started in 10th, <clears throat> but managed that fourth place finish. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, this actually, but Herta was running around the front, and it almost wasn't necessarily a thing until, uh, yeah, until pit stops started to make their way into it. And yeah, it was just, it seemed like a weird strategy, and then they had the issue on pit road, and then it just spiraled out of control quickly for them, and... uh yeah, he ended up well, you know, four laps down, so not too bad. But I mean, once he got once he got behind, there was just no really getting it back, unfortunately for him. So made it easy to catch head to head for us. Yeah, track position was pretty clutch over there. Um, all right, my next bet did not hit, and it was not even in danger at all at any point. It was uh, Christian Lungard. I had him over Kyle Kirkwood. They started two places difference on the grid. They fought for a little bit around the same area, but Lungard was never ever in danger of passing uh, Kirkwood. And Kirkwood actually managed to finish in seventh place on the day. He yeah, had a hell of a run. Strong run for how his oval his oval results hadn't quite been there. So that was a little surprising. Got to see both of these guys on the in the pit area or the, the paddock, I guess you would call it, the garage area. But uh, I got pictures with both these guys. So go over to at F1 Gambling Pod. I think I tweeted them both out on that page. If not, I'll do that right now anyways so that you can... Uh, see it so definitely check that out over there but uh both super nice guys unfortunately you're on the wrong side of this head-to-head -head, but uh hey for that to be the first bet out of the first four that we missed pretty good pretty good start i agree i had uh alex Pillow top five minus 120 paying up a little on this one i was kind of hoping that uh you know he hadn't finished outside the top five since the opening uh race of the season at saint pete and and things were looking really pretty good Thought maybe he'd carry that momentum forward. He had a good run at Indy, had a good run at Texas, looking good on the ovals. Not so much in the first race. He ends up in eighth place. So ends up not really being exactly the result we were looking for. Eighth is only a couple spots out of the top five. So he was he was in the mix for it, but never really running up in the in the top five per se. Started seventh, basically kind of ran around that whole area, finished eighth. Did make the podium in the second race. So we missed it just by one race, but uh, unfortunately that one didn't cash. But I did have willpower top five plus one twenty five. Man, early on I was like, okay, this is this is looking good, right? He leads the first hundred nineteen laps after starting on the pole. First of all, he swept the pole for the week. Of course, the way they did qualifying, first lap set the grid for for the first race, second lap set the grid for the second race. Took both poles. I think that was his 69th and seventieth career pole awards or something. Like, dude is insane at getting on the pole so fast. Something about Penske cars getting on poles. Ryan Blaney, Ryan Newman over in the in the NASCAR series. Will Power over here in the uh, IndyCar. But, man, he's looking really good. 
Then he got in the wall, bobbled it up a little bit there, dropped back quickly. I think he was back to sixth or seventh, and I was like, oh, you mother. But recovered, luckily, finished in fifth place, cashed that plus 125 to kind of wipe out the Palo miss. So uh, not a bad play there. I feel like he recovered because Scott Dixon had a little issue as well that he managed. That's how he managed to over to leap over Dixon yep. uh, to, to get and that there. was pretty late in the race, yeah. if I recall correctly. It was very near the end, and I was I was really sweating that one out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was it was very late too, where Willpower almost didn't sneak up into the top five, uh, but fortunately he did. We had three of the top five drivers. Cody, and we gave out three drivers at top five. And fives. we hit two of them in the top three, calling the top three. That was pretty, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say we're IndyCar experts just yet, but <laughs> we had ourselves a pretty nice weekend, Rod. Hey, listen, we finally learned how to say Lungard. So, I mean, <laughs> now now we're That's good. Right. A, couple, a couple episodes ago, we were told we couldn't pronounce any of their names. Doesn't matter. We could still cash bets whether we could say their names or not. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're coming here to, to listen to us pronounce them right, then you're in the wrong place. So, no, I'm just kidding. We're getting better, and we're going to continue to get better because this has right. been fun to, to bet on. So, uh, we'll do that. But we'll also do have some fun with Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. NFL season's right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is also available in a ton of markets. Plus, there's plenty of opportunities to win with their daily MLB contests and, of course, NASCAR, too, if you also like NASCAR. Uh, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place is going to get $1 million. Get in on the action now over at underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, so in continuing on with our bets, I had the winning car number under seven and a half, which, surprise, surprise, hit. Minus 105 for this one. Not heavily juiced at all, so pretty much even money this on this as well. The gift of the weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I filled this bet in for you, although I'm sure you would have <laughs> taken it on your own as well. This just, man, it was crazy that this was even offered. Um, obviously, you end up with Newgarden winning. You end up with McLaughlin in second. You end up with a ward in third. You end up with Mark. Uh, oh, wait, this was seven and a half. So Erickson in fifth would have been the, the first one over it. But power, obviously, early on, maybe had you sweating this a little. But uh, after that was not an issue. Uh, yeah. And this was, man, to, for this to have been at minus 105, absolutely insane. So great call by you, Rod. Awesome job. We, man, we crushed it on this one. And part of that, Joseph Newgarden plus 250. We talked about it, right? It's not sexy to give out the favorite. A lot of times we don't like to do it. We'll always talk through it. This is why we would bet the favorite. This is why we wouldn't bet the favorite. We made cases on the NASCAR pod last week. This is why you don't bet on Chase Elliott in the Xfinity race. It didn't pay off. We made a case against Kyle Busch in the truck race. If we were one corner away from it, not paying off, right? But over here in the Indy cars, we said, take Joseph Newgarden plus 250. It doesn't matter. He's king of the corn. Good on ovals. He'd been won three ovals in a row coming into the weekend. And, of course, once he got up there, dominating fashion, he cashed. I did a power at plus 1,000, 10 to 1 as a, uh, you know insurance play. Felt like that was a great play as well, obviously. Led the first half of the race, basically, and looked good for a while until he bobbled up, got in the wall there and all that. Also, I had given out Joseph Newgarden to win on Saturday, Martin Truex Jr. to win on Sunday at plus 2175 this one had some legs to it rod 
New Garden won on Saturday. Truex, uh, sadly, just, man, his crew chief took him out of it a little bit with the, the strategy call it there at the end, uh, and he just didn't quite have enough for his teammate. I think he, did he end up in second or third? I can't remember, but so close to winning that, was leading with 20 laps to go or whatever before that final kind of cycle out there. Unfortunately, did not hit, but uh, gave us a little sweat after Newgarden easily hit it on Saturday, had a chance to cash on Sunday. So it was fun to sweat it out, but uh, yeah, overall, pretty pretty good card for us there. Indeed. Yeah, I'd given out Palo at 8-1 to one, uh, because, you know, why not? You got to ride the, the guy who, especially at the price that he was at, obviously yeah, it didn't work out. That's the thing. If, if he would have been at plus 300 or plus 400 or 500 even, like, then maybe not, but at 8-1 to one for as good as he'd been, as good as he'd run on ovals, you had to do it. I yep. still think it was a great call. Me too. And then I gave out the Polo New Garden Quinella. I mean, we were a few spots short of that. I wonder, though, I wanted to go close back to and I couldn't. on Sunday. Well, that, yeah, <laughs> totally close to that one. But I, I'm kind of curious, though, as to what the New Garden McLaughlin would have been because McLaughlin, man, he, yeah. you know, that would have been. I, I can't remember where McLaughlin was on the odds board. I want to say he was he was pretty far up there as far as favorites. Yeah. Um, he's he's not gotten that oval win just yet, but boy, he looked good both days. There were times uh, both days where I thought maybe he was going to have some for New Garden, um, and, and that was going to be kind of where we would get caught with our pants down because we didn't have much on him. Um, ended up, I don't remember what happened to him on Sunday where he dropped back to fifth, but for a while he was running up there in second with uh, with Joseph. So, yeah, I, I don't remember exactly what happened there. Yeah, I, all um, I'm saying is that it probably would have been a pretty nice little Quinella. I wish that yeah. I would have thought about it. It would have been a nice, yeah. nice little thing been. to do. But um, no IndyCar race this week. Uh, next week, nope. though, they go to the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, for the Big Machine yeah. Music and City Grand Prix. F1 going to be off for almost a month after this weekend. And we've got multiple IndyCar races. Um, so I think you'll probably could expect that uh, we'll still be talking about it, right? Because you got... Uh, the Big Machine Grand Prix at Nashville. Then they go for the Gallagher Grand Prix in Indianapolis. Uh, then you got a week off. Then they're back. Another oval at Gateway there in Madison, Illinois. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be fun. Also, just to touch on it quick, we said follow us on socials. We tweet out uh, some picks for Sunday once the odds came out Saturday night. I did that. Uh, shared it on my Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Shared it on, I guess, X on uh, <laughs> at F1 Gambling Pod. <laughs> Uh, but gave out New Garden plus 150. You had to go back to it, right? Um, and then went with Palo at 10 to 1. The odds dropped a little. I had seen enough that I liked it. Uh, and for the price, he ended up on the podium. So not a bad call there as an insurance play. Had Erickson at plus 175 for a top five. I saw a lot of speed out of him on Saturday. Didn't quite have it on Sunday there. Uh, he ended up, uh, where did he end up? He ended up falling back to ninth place. So. I don't know what the deal was with Erickson necessarily on Sunday, but gave out willpower over Scott McLaughlin. This one was a little bit of a sweat for a minute. Uh, again, power led early, right? The first 30 laps. McLaughlin was up there beating power. Again, power fell back a couple spots. I don't remember what happened to him in that one. Got bobbled up again, uh, but came back, hit it, plus 175 or 125. And I gave out power to finish on the podium, plus 100. That one hit as well as he finished second. So, very, very good week betting on IndyCar. We had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, and I just had a lot of fun watching it. I mean, honestly, I, I know that our bets were riding on it, but I, I honestly loved 
that style of car on that track. I mean, we're so used to watching the stock cars beating and banging. And, and I said, too, before that there's a little physicality that goes along with these Indy cars, too. And we saw that, too. We saw them yeah. kind of beating and banging and leaning on each other a little bit. So they're not afraid to make contact, which is something we don't always see in F1 either. Absolutely. It, it's, man, it just, it's such good racing. We see it uh, week in and week out on the, you know, the road courses, the street courses. It's always really good racing. But, uh, man, the, the Ovals, Texas earlier this year, well, man, that's probably the best race I've seen all year. And we've had some freaking good races in NASCAR as well. Um, but that was an amazing race. And then go back to the Indy 500, another good race there as well, right? Had a lot of drama at the end, especially, uh, with new garden ended up grabbing it on that last lap dash to win his first Indy 500 finally getting that done so yeah man it's been been a hell of an IndyCar season uh tv numbers were well up again this weekend um both in nascar which was great and in indycar i was trying to find the tweet that i had seen here um indycar had a high tv viewership for their double header saturday's race 1.21 million a 19% increase from 2022. Sunday's race, 1.055 million, a 46.7% increase from 2022. So love to see IndyCar continuing to grow. Glad I got back into it over the last couple of seasons here. Glad we can bet on it. Hopefully they'll uh, get us odds a little earlier in the week next week. Give us some early odds for Nashville. It'd be nice, but uh, hey, we're thankful we get odds. And we've been having a good time, been cashing a lot of bets. It's been... Uh, been a lot of fun to cover IndyCar, and uh, I'd say you probably can expect us to just keep on doing it these next few weeks. I think you're going to be, uh, yeah, pleasantly surprised to open the feed and see more IndyCar content. Uh, but speaking of racing content, there is nothing to cover uh, right now. But like we said, we're going to continue to give you odds for all kinds of stuff. SRX happening, the Superstar Racing Experience, Tony Stewart's own brainchild. Uh, and we're going to give you some bets for that. Hang tight. Let's introduce you to one of our favorite shows on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold all right so as we alluded to before the break and in the nascar gambling podcast we took out our srx bets because we wanted to bring them to you in this because we wanted to reward those of you who listen to the f1 gambling podcast first and foremost and second of all just felt like this was a natural place to kind of put some extra picks on the week to get you geared up for more racing. SRX season, that's been fun so far to watch these two races. It's been uh, a lot of different drivers taking this and a lot of uh, different strategies. And I mean, I, I am a fan. I'll tell you that right now, Cody. This is something you've introduced me to again, and I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the last couple of seasons, it's been a lot of fun. They've gotten some really big names this year. Denny Hamlin obviously comes out, wins the first week. Last week, they end up going back to the same track. Of course, there was the flooding issue at, uh, at oh, I can't remember the track. Stafford. Thunder, 
well, the Stafford's where they ended up racing. Oh, at, Thunder Road yeah. Speed Bowl. Like, yeah, Thunder was. Road was where, yeah, they had the flooding issues. And so they come back. Ryan Priest looks like he's going to cash our ticket, has the issues. Daniel Suarez maybe looks like he's going to have a chance at it. Uh, and gosh, it ended up being Ryan Newman, who I had called out to win the week before, finished second. If it hadn't been for the Lightning, probably would have gotten it. So haven't quite hit our outright just yet. But this week, Rod, they're headed to the Motor Mile, also known as Pulaski County Motorsports Park. Um, it is a .416 mile paved oval so a very very short track um 15 degrees in the in the corner so banked pretty decently seven degrees on the straights there uh the nascar bush series did visit this track four times from 1989 to 1992 rick mast winning steve grissom chuck brown and uh, bobby dotter who actually owns quite a few xfinity series cars now were your your four bush series winners but uh Going to be a pretty exciting one here. Loaded field yet again. Ryan Newman comes in as the betting co-favorite with Kyle fucking Bush, right? He's going to be in this one as well. Cup Series star, obviously. Joseph Newgarden, our IndyCar Series star, going to be over there. Tony Stewart, of course, he owns the owns the SRX Series, runs full-time in that. Brad Keselowski is running full-time this year. Marco Andretti, talk about IndyCar guys again. Uh, he's running full-time. Clint Boyer. Stepping out of the Fox TV booth back onto the track. Bobby Lonnie, the 2000 Cup Series champion, is back in the, the series. He's running that full-time as well. Elio is back. Ran some races last year. He won one of the events last season, actually. Uh, obviously, another IndyCar tie-in there. Haley Deegan, Truck Series driver. Kenny Schrader, overall motorsports legend. And the final uh, IndyCar tie-in. Paul Tracy, of course, he's running full-time as well. So... That's kind of your rundown. That's in the order that they are odds to win this all the way from plus 250 with Newman and Bush to 40 to one for Tracy. Ooh, which I'm still not going to touch because uh, I got burnt by Tracy last week. I'm, I'm okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, that bet was looking so good. Too. Yeah. We had, uh, yeah, we recapped our bets on, over on the recap show on Monday, but uh, man, we had, had a couple that looked really good and, and kind of got burned by some of those late uh, tire and brake issues, unfortunately. Yeah. This track lies to the southwest of Roanoke and to the northeast of Martinsville, uh, somewhere in that Marion, Virginia area. So uh, just for just for reference as far as where it's at, like the you know middle of Virginia toward the south is really what we're looking at. So a lot of rich racing history in there as well. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to watch this happen on this track. It's the first time they've been on this track before as a series. So this will be fun to see. Uh, how they take to this. But, Cody, again, we have picks for you to bet on because if there's odds, we're giving them to you. So uh, what do we got first to, to tell everybody? Yeah, absolutely. First up for me, I'm going to go with a head-to-head. I uh, went in on this head-to-head last week. The cash for me, going to take it again. Give me Tony Stewart over Brad Keselowski, minus 115. It's not been smooth sailing for either of these guys. Um, in the first race, Keselowski... Finished in ninth place. Again, there's only 12, 13 cars on the track. So ninth, not very good. Uh, Tony Stewart had trouble very early in that race. Ended up retiring uh, from the race early. Um, and then the second race last week, Kozlowski finished 10th. Again, not a good run from him. He was running a little better. Ended up having, uh, I think, I can't remember if he was one when they got spun at the end there or what happened with him. But Tony Stewart, seventh. So been pretty rough for both of these guys. I'm leaning into the fact that Tony Stewart, 
won the inaugural championship. He's run every single SRX race. He knows these cars a little more. I know Keselowski's the active Cup Series driver, and he's got that advantage, right? But we haven't seen a ton from him in these first couple of races. They did both win heat races last week. Uh, I think Brad won the first one. Tony won the second one. Maybe, maybe Tony didn't win. Maybe it was Priest that won one of them. I can't remember now. I think point, Priest won one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I think he did. But Brad did win one of them. Um, and, and but I think that I've seen more from Stewart. It's not been much, but a little bit more. He hit this one for me last week, so I'm gonna just follow suit and uh, go go for this one again. All right, I love it. I'm gonna go back to the Deegan. Well, I'm. I'm convinced that at some point she's going to finish better than somebody, and this is the matchup that they're giving us, and that's Haley Deegan over Kenny Schrader, minus 120. I know it sounds sacrilege to take anybody over to Kenny Schrader, and in fact, last week, Schrader finished fourth in that race at Stafford, and Haley Deegan finished eighth, which means she didn't cash this bet for us, but in week one, she did. She finished fifth, and then Kenny Schrader finished in seventh, which cashes it for us, but I think you're going to see a better showing out of Haley Deegan. She wasn't full-time last season in this series, and she still came in and, and made some solid finishes. This year, I, I feel like she's just going to get better and better as she's in this ride full-time. Remember, these cars aren't set up to be on ovals the way NASCAR cars are, the way truck series cars are, the way any of these cars are. They're literally just made to be cars, and they have to drive them the way they are around a banked oval or even a, a short flat oval, and uh, and they've got to manipulate them and and make them work. So there's a little bit of a learning curve to this, and I think Deegan's going to get better as it goes on. And listen, Kenny Schrader, I know we we love the guy, he, he but he races so so much. He said he's on like what does he say? He had 150 some odd races. Yeah. This season. I think he cut it back to just over a hundred this yeah, year. Yeah. That like dude's that. in the car all the damn time. And there's some wear and tear on a bot. Listen, I drive three hours and I'm pissed. Trader's not a young or no. in shape man either. <laughs> no. So that something's got to give. And you know, like I said, Haley Deegan, she's an up and comer. I think she can finish over Ken Schrader minus 120 for that one to hit. Yeah. I, I like this one. I, I think that, Deegan continues to steadily improve. Schrader, uh, he, he just doesn't look, I, I don't know. It's just, you don't get that vibe of he's really doing that great when you watch him. And uh, he, he kind of had the lead in one of those heats at one point because he he got the invert started up front and he kind of just looked super out of place. Whereas Deegan, she's usually mixing it up. I mean, her and I think Stewart were going at it head to head for a while in mm -hmm. one of those heats last time. And uh, yeah, so I, I like taking her over Schrader at a pretty decent price there. Uh, I'm going to take Bobby Labani over Elio Castronoves, minus 125. Uh, I do think this is a pretty close matchup. Both of these guys have had their fair share of experience in the uh, in the SRX series. They both won races last year, so they're both capable of winning for sure. Um, Bobby's been in both races this season, so he does have that already comfortable in it this year. Been driving it the last couple of weeks, right? Kind of in the rhythm. Finished eighth and sixth in those two races, so not bad finishes at all. Um, like I said, both of them won races last year. Uh, they were in three races head-to-head. -head. Labani beat uh, Elliott in two of them. Obviously, they each won one and, and took the head-to-head -head in that, and Bobby got him in the other one. Um, but I'm, I'm really just leaning into the fact that Bobby Labani's running full-time. He's run more of these races than Elio has. Elio, obviously, a legendary race car driver in his own right as well, right? Uh, and still active in, in IndyCar and all that. But Bobby's more comfortable in these cars, been running a little more. So 
going to give a slight edge to Bobby Labonte and take him at minus 125. I love it. Uh, I'm going to give a slight edge to Clint Boyer. I'm going to take him over Mario Andretti. Uh, did I say Mario? I meant, uh, yeah, Marco. <laughs> I would not Christ. take anyone over Mario Andretti. No. Even, no. even today. I wouldn't even take Mario over Mario. Uh, yeah. No, I'm going to take uh, Clint Boyer over Marco Andretti. And both of these guys have had solid finishes this season. Boyer's only been in one of the two races. He's not a full-timer. Uh, but, you know, Clint Boyer can drive. That guy can still That guy can still wheel around. It's I'm not even at all... Uh, I don't think there's a drop-off for him at all. He finished second, actually, in the first race, the only one that he was in this season. Uh, actually, no, I take that back. He is full-time, right? Because he finished third place uh, in Stafford round one. So, uh, uh, Which one? So I'm looking at... Hold on, let me let me double Andretti, check. Andretti is full-time, yeah. Yeah, right. Andretti's full-time, yeah. Yeah, he's defending series champion, too. Yes, he is. To be, to be noted, so yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately this season, uh, it's it's only been up and down for Andretti, and there's only been two races. Uh, he finished sixth in the first Stafford race. Boyer finished third. Andretti did bounce back for a third-place finish in the last one, but Boyer was not in that one, and Andretti wasn't even necessarily in. I, I, he wasn't a factor in that race for the most part until the very end uh, you know, until we saw him kind of muscle through the field, but that was because Brad Keselowski kind of lost it. Kanan priest, like all those guys had issues, which sort of, when there's only 12, 13 cars in the, in the, in the race, that'll catapult you up the standings real quick. So I don't know that Andretti really did have a third place car in that race. So, but I know that Clint Boyer, when he gets behind the wheel, his ceiling is either the win or at least a top three finish. Whereas Andretti just, even they said it in the broadcast, too. He wasn't necessarily winning races. He was just hanging around in the points, and that's how he ended up winning the championship. So, again, uh, give me Clint Boyer over Marco Andretti at minus 140. Yeah, and I had a bet on uh, Andretti last week, and so, like, dive into the research. I want to say it was he hadn't finished better than top four even last season. Like, he just consistented his way into the championship, right? And, again, champion, so props to him, but... The, the top results haven't necessarily been there. I do expect a, a good ride from Boyer. Obviously, not that recently. He's just retired from, from full-time Cup Series activity and stuff and is still doing some racing. So I think that, uh, that it will be an impressive showing from him. To win, I'm going to stick near the top. I think that we've learned through these first couple of races that that's what you've got to do. I'm going to take Kyle Busch, plus 250. I mean, this guy, if you've watched NASCAR at all, you know, right? He just did in the Truck Series last week. He's got over 200, I think it's over 250 NASCAR series wins between the Cup, Truck, and Xfinity. It's absolutely incredible. The guy is a machine. He's good in anything he gets in. He gets in dirt cars, races with his kid. He gets in, in everything, and he's really good at it. Uh, he's one of the best best in the world at this point at race car drivers. You're going to put him in this. We saw it with Denny Hamlin a few weeks ago, right? They jump in. These guys are good. I expect Kyle Busch to win this. I tried to dip down a little bit to find my insurance play, and I didn't want to go that far. Joseph Newgarden, same points I just made about Kyle Busch, right? He's one of the top guys in IndyCar. We just got done reviewing his great weekend at Iowa, right? A shorter track. He's won five ovals in a row. AJ Foyt and Al Luntz are the only other ones to do. Like That's a pretty elite list to be on, right? So if Kyle has an issue, if Kyle, you know, whatever, Newgarden could even beat Kyle outright, I think. So... Give me Joseph Newgarden at plus 500 as my kind of insurance play, but I do think that Kyle Busch plus 250 is the way to go for Thursday Night Thunder. 
Yeah, and uh, I agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you on Kyle Busch. I was I was heavy on Busch too, but then I noticed that you had him in there as well. Um, not really backing Newman again, even though I know he won last week. Uh, so I'll give you my insurance as Clint Boyer. Like I said, he finished third in the race earlier this season, and he's just got he's got the skills to be able to win. He's not that far removed from his Cup Series. Uh, uh, career and he raced against guys like Kurt Busch right I mean he's I don't know that he's necessarily raced against a Joseph Newgarden but I mean he's raced against the caliber of people that it takes to win on these kinds of tracks uh so I like Clint Boyer at plus 1200 again I think that 12 to 1 is a pretty good odds for a guy that finished third a couple of weeks ago yeah and we saw it last week right you had Suarez 7 to 1 he got real close to it I had Andretti 15 to 1 ends up finishing third needed some help to get up there but that type of stuff can happen, right? We just saw it this past week, so I think it's good to have those. We also both cooked up some uh, some little parlays we like to, to play with these SRX guys in here. I'm going to take two different approaches to this. A bit chalky, but I like both of these. Max Verstappen, right? He's the autoplay you can throw into these parlays to juice things up a little bit. It's Max Verstappen, right? There's Caesars currently has a bet, Rod. Uh, and I tweeted this out from the F1 Gambling Podcast to ask them if we get to make our own. But uh, you can do, it says winning margin, Belgian Grand Prix, over seconds, quote-unquote, and under seconds, quote-unquote. And it's minus 125 for the over, minus 110 for the under. What the second number is, nobody knows because they won't tell you. I don't care what it is because when we place our bets later this week on the F1 Gambling Podcast, I will be taking the over. I've already put that in the show document. And it says, whatever the number is, I'm going to take it because Max Verstappen is going to absolutely ass wax everyone this weekend. It could be a situation where if he doesn't have that fastest lap at the end of the race, he comes in, does the fastest lap. He owns this place. It's Max Verstappen. I've already talked more than I need to about how good he is. Kyle Busch to win this SRX race. Again, I think that he's co-favorite with Newman there for a good reason. Um, and I, I was actually surprised he wasn't the favorite over Newman. I get that Newman's been first and second the last couple of weeks and, and has looked really good, but it's Kyle fucking Bush, man. KFB. So you put those two guys in. I feel like those are pretty good, solid ones. We talked about the Cup Series over on the NASCAR show. That's the tough place to predict, right? A couple different ways it could go, but I love my guy, Martin Truex Jr. I think he can get it done again this week. You put all three of those guys in there together, it gives you plus 2402. Those odds are good enough for me. I'm also going to play it another way on the safer side just because it's safer, but it's still 9-1. to one. So this gives you plus 901. Max to win, Kyle to win, and then Truex to get that top three. Like I talked about earlier on in this show, you take that, that guy you think is going to win, you bet him at the top three odds. So if you put it in that way, it gives you plus 901. You play both of these. If Truex wins, you'll hit both of them, by the way, uh, if the other two guys win, obviously, on their part of it. So I think it's fun ways, fun ways to get in on that. You have the safer parlay. You have the go for broke parlay. Let's hope we hit both of them. I hope we hit everything today. Uh, I'm right. I'm all I'm in the mood to cash a lot of tickets for everybody on this. Uh, yes, and so my little fun one was uh, I'm not on Ryan Newman to win outright again. I I don't necessarily think with Boyer with uh, Bush with uh, uh, Newgarden in the field it'd be a little tough for for Newman to kind of separate himself to win. But if he does. Then we'll put him together with Kevin Harvick to win. That's a little boost on Caesars right there as well. They're giving you plus 25-25 if that actually hits. Kevin Harvick, we talked about it on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Him in Richmond, 
it's just crazy. Four wins on that track, like multiple top 10 finishes, several top five finishes. He's finished in the top four in the last two races that he's raced just in general this season. So, I mean, at Richmond, kind of needs to win to, to keep his season relevant and not just sort of a right off into the sunset season for Harvick. There's a good track to try to get it done at. His team going to probably throw a lot at trying to win at Richmond. So if he wins at Richmond and Newman does end up winning at the SRX race over there in Virginia, that's going to give you plus 25-25, and that would be a fun one to cash too. Hell yeah, I like it. That's uh, Again, it's a way to get in on the other favorite in SRX, right? You get Newman, you get some coverage on him. If he ends up winning it, Kevin Harvick ends up winning it, you're getting a really good number. You only need two legs to cash uh, three. I like playing all these. It's uh, man, we're gonna cash some tickets this weekend, Rob. I feel good about that. So, I like uh, it. speaking of tickets, let's get yours filled out for these XRS races. Uh, Cody started you out with uh, Stewart's Tony Stewart over Brad Keselowski at minus one fifteen. I gave you Haley Deegan over Kenny Schrader at minus one twenty, and then Cody loaded you up with uh, Bobby over Helio Castronovas at minus one twenty five. I said Boyer was going to finish better than Marco Andretti at minus 140. And then we kind of gave you our winners. Cody gave you Bush at two and a half to one. Newgarden at five to one. I gave you Clint Boyer at 12 to one. I still think that Bush is going to win. So I'll double down on that one. But Boyer is my insurance at 12 to one. And then Cody loaded you up with Max Verstappen to win the F1 race. Kyle Busch to win the SRX race. And Truex to win the cup race at plus 2402. And also, Max Verstappen to win the F1 race, Kyle Busch to win SRX, and Martin Truex just to finish in the top three at plus 901. And I gave you the boost over there on Caesars, Newman to win the SRX race, and Harvick to win the cup race at plus 25-25. Still a lot of racing to enjoy this week. And Cody, despite the fact that IndyCar's off, everybody else is still on. So, loving it, man. I'm loving the expanded coverage. We are in the golden era of motorsports slash motorsports betting this is the perfect time of year all the other sports are kind of off right now baseball's playing but i mean they play like seven billion games so watch that in september but uh, the nfl is you know it's starting to ramp up we're getting close right we're getting our fantasy football teams ready but motorsports is on motorsports is king it's all about the racing what do we decide five races we get a bet on this weekend not quite the seven we had last week which was a lot of fun but Still five good chances to win some good money, five chances to watch exciting racing, and then, hey, IndyCar's back the next couple of weekends. F1's taken off, so IndyCar will get the the center stage on this show the next couple of weeks, and uh, we'll just keep it rolling and keep cashing those tickets. And honestly, who's giving you SRX and IndyCar odds out there? I don't know very many people that are giving you picks, at least, for, for SRX and IndyCar. So. Yeah. so if we didn't pronounce everybody's name right, the tickets cash the same way either way you still get green depending on not notwithstanding our our ability to say their names so beautiful beautiful stuff exactly um all right well cody let's go ahead and wrap it Love up it. for the weekend and well at least for for this episode and uh we will make sure that we send everybody off happy and ready to go remind everybody where they can find you on social media yeah make sure you come back later this week we will be back with with FPICs as well for the uh, the Belgian Grand Prix. But wanted to recap. Obviously, I was at Iowa this past weekend. So want to get that recap in. And uh, SRX, Thund Thursday Night Thunder. So make sure you get those bets in early in the week. But follow the show on Twitter, at F1GamblingPod. You can follow me, at Husker underscore Zeb. 
tons of stuff over there, cranking out the NFL content, cranking out the racing content, cranking out whatever they'll let me crank out, and having a hell of a good time doing it. Oh, I'm excited for some more racing this weekend, Rod. Can't wait for IndyCar to be back next week, too. I've been having a lot of fun betting on IndyCar. We hope that you've been having a lot of fun following along with us on all of our adventures in motorsports. Uh, and for listening, we thank you because you've continued to grow this whole show, this whole industry now out of just being able to, to support us and to keep us going. Now F1's going to be a couple of shows a week. I mean, it's just a testament to you guys out there to continue to put this out uh, and to do what we love. So thank you for that. Follow me on X at RJ Villagomez. Link in the bio, everything I got going on, whether it's here, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, in between media, on the back road this week, filling in for Seth with Elliot, and then check out my show for On For Frequency's Sake. It's Fast Money. I give you extra bets on the week as well. And then if you feel like going full DGen, there's some links in there to my soccer content. I'm doing Women's World Cup soccer, so if you if you feel like you want to lean that way, head that way. So Go tail, Rod. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> It will go fade me or whatever. I don't care. Anyways, we'll see you again early or next or later this week <laughs> uh, for another episode. Until then, everyone, let's go racing and let it ride. Yeah.